Hey agents, welcome back to Cash Call, the only podcast where you get real coaching on actual real estate calls and conversations by agents and ISAs just like you. Today, your hosts, Dale Archdeacon of Smart Inside Sales and Brian Curtis of Creative Coaching review your calls, what went well, what areas need work, and discuss strategies for improving your conversion rates. Good to see everybody. Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon, back again for another episode of Cash Call. Brian and I could not wait to get here, but apparently my computer could wait for it. So uh, we're a little <laughs> bit late today. But, uh, you know, good things come to those who wait. Don't they say that, Brian? I've heard that. I don't know if I buy it or not, but I, but that's what that's what I've heard. So. I'm glad I could pull that out. I was like trying to think of it as I was saying, and I was like, I got it. There we got it. Okay, cool. Um All right, so I have a couple of calls to listen to today. And uh, you know what's funny, man? Actually, I want to give give us a little shout out, which is I was just talking to a new client today that's uh, working with us to, you know, scale their team. And and he sells, you know, he he sells, I don't know, 15 to 20 million dollars of real estate or so each year, runs a, a, a successful team or is is the sales manager for a successful team in Ontario. But he's like, man, you and Brian do a really good show. Like, he's like, I really enjoy watching that. I learn a lot from it. So I just wanted to give that to you. It's, it's excellent to hear that what we're doing makes an impact, even with someone who has a lot of experience selling real estate and sells a fair amount of real estate, right? So it's just, it's nice to know those things. Yeah, no, I appreciate that you sharing with me. And, uh, you know, every once in a while you get, you get some, uh, hey, you did a good job. And that is, that is nice. And uh, for all you team leaders out there who are like me, who suffer from this, you got to tell people that you're doing a good job <laughs> because if you don't tell them they're doing a good job, they may not know, even though, I, and I know that seems really simple, but I struggle with that because it, it, I don't generally care. Like I'm just doing my thing, but uh, you know, Napoleon said, it's amazing what a man will do for a piece of ribbon. So uh, yeah, you know, just exactly. you and uh, shout out to Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. Uh, he said, hi, Dale, loved your videos for beginners. Appreciate it, Nathan. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, in fact, when I when I when we hire new people onto the company, especially if they're working with me directly, I have to be like, "Hey, I'm an amazing at finding what's wrong, and I really suck at praising." So let's just get that out in the air right now, okay? So that is one of my character weaknesses: is that I suck at praising people, and uh, so I have to I have to remember that. Like, it makes me a great trainer, right? Makes us great trainers. Makes us great at this show because we're we can find. We can find the flaw in the silver lining, right? Uh, but it makes it a little bit hard when it comes to praising people. Well, I also brought a couple of calls today, and you know, I'll let you go first. And if we uh, if we get to mine, great. If not, we'll watch and listen to them next week. But uh, yeah, I just uh, there's some good stuff out there today, and uh, I'm excited to, to you know, I, I've actually got a call that I think is good, and and I'm excited about that. So yeah, I do too. Uh, there's definitely certain good things about this, and we're going to hear this this ISA really hang on to this call. And this is one that I wanted to play. Let's go to Brian. Do you want to tee yours up? Cause I got to find mine. I pulled the wrong. Call. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and play one of these. Um, <laughs> and let me, yeah, I'll, I'll just play it. I don't need to go into all the details. You guys are smart. You'll figure it out pretty quickly. What, uh, what we're talking about here. So, all right, here we go. Let me know if you can hear it. Hey, Brittany. Yeah. Hi, this is Micah with Curtis Realty Group. I just got your inquiry here on the Asylum Springs property. Yeah. Yeah, how can I help you? Uh, yeah, I'm wanting to find out if they would be interested in splitting off the home and some acreage. 
because I can't okay. afford the whole property, but uh, I, I just happened to be driving by there the other day and liked the little house and definitely thought it's a project I'm willing to take on. Gotcha. Okay. How, tell, I, I'll, I'll find out for you for sure. Can you tell me a little bit about how we'll be purchasing and maybe a number that you're thinking of? Um, so it would be. So I don't know about you. Uh, I applaud that he said, I'll definitely find out for you for sure. I just don't like the questions that he went straight to. I would do a little bit more like rapport or some kind of like get to know you a little bit more before I ask to look in your pocketbook. I don't, what about you? Well, and, and I generally speaking would agree with that. Um, this agent's very aggressive and he's, he, he'll, I mean, part of me is like, well, maybe I shouldn't tell him anything. He'll probably close 75 deals this year. I mean, he's and really- don't tell him shit and don't tell him <laughs> There you go. For everybody else who doesn't sell 75 houses, don't look in their purse that quick. Well, and, and here's the thing, and this is why I think it's important because if you hear, and you, at the, for the audience, this is a $1.1 million property and that's about four to five times the average sales price in this market. And so when someone says, I see the little house, you know, are we talking about somebody who's trying to buy something for 50 grand? And so in this case, it's not a bad place to go, but I do agree with the rapport stuff. I mean, you know, my first step of every call is how can I build some rapport? So um, yeah, this guy skipped a little bit of that, but you know, I do like, he's trying to figure out where we're going to go with this. Like what do, cause these, these are those questions that stump a lot of agents. Cause they're like, oh crap, I know how to go show a house. I know how to do, but this is where you got to think and make sure that you're giving people value and showing that you know what the heck you're doing. Because if not, then the person's like, I'll, I'll just call the listing agent. They'll figure it yeah. out. He so. did good at not getting stuck with, oh, let me go find out. I'll call you back, which I know you and I have heard a lot of that kind of crap. Yeah. And eventually he does say, I'll call you back. But anyway, we'll listen a little bit more. A conventional loan. Um I'm not pre-approved yet, but it shouldn't be a problem. I've never had any problem getting loans on my other homes. Sure. Um, sure. It would probably be contingent on selling the 15 acres that I currently own. Um, but I don't think that would be much of an issue either. Um, a lot of people are looking for land around here. So I think it would be uh, easily marketed. Okay, perfect. And how much do you want me to try to get them to split off for you? Well, I would like to get some of the Illinois River frontage, Okay. which the way that property is kind of in an L shape, I think that's going to be a little bit hard to do. So I, I, I don't know. Um, so basically I would want the house and maybe an acre or two on that side of the road, which is the north side of the road. Um, and then whatever that is like from east to west down into the floodplain and with the with the river frontage. So I don't really know what the specs are, but I mean, I'd, I'd love to have, you know, 20 acres, I guess would probably be my ideal. 20 acres. Okay. Let me go ahead and start this conversation. I'm going to give you a call back. So what I'll do is text you my cell phone and then let me see if they're even open to it. And then if they are, then I'll, uh, I'll call you, I'll call you back as soon as I get, uh, kind of a yes or no, if they're open to that. Okay. Um, 
what was your I'm name leave again? It there. You know, generally speaking, you guys know that I'm not a huge fan of the callback because, but here's, this is an exception because he, this, this agent's going out and getting something for this client that the client wants. I feel like this client will call them back or will answer this phone call. Or he can say, hey, I got some more information update for you on that property that you were calling about, call me back. And I feel like this person will call him back. So understand who you're talking to. You don't have to always button things up and make them all perfect. If you you know the person's motivated for what you have, and in this case, what this agent will have is information. And because this information is not available on Zillow, it's not available on realtor.com. So I think that's important to understand who you are and who the client is in this scenario. He didn't have to do a bunch of the other stuff I generally ask people to do. He's got it right here. So anyway, it was kind of a unique call. And one of the other things I want to point out about this call, and it's actually the contrast to my other one, is this agent stayed in control. This agent asked the questions. He didn't let it go over here in 27 different directions. He stayed in control. And remember this, guys, if you're on calls, when you're asking the questions, you're the person in control. When you're just letting the person go off and do whatever, it's it's chaos. So stay in control of that call, and that helps a lot. So I don't know if you had any other thoughts. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. Um, uh, I was going to play a call where and I, I think he did a really good job too with that. <clears throat> I think that I would have liked to see him just get a little bit more info about her land, you know, why she Great. wants to trade, why she's trading. She's going from 15 acres to 20, you know, what's uh, or whatever she's trying to go to, but just a little bit of the motivational stuff would have to build a little bit more rapport there. I think. I agree. Um, hold on one second. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, let's, let's remember when we're doing phone calls, the who, what, why, where, when, and how, and this agent skipped a lot of that. And again, I feel like confident that he's going to get another conversation with this lady, but you know, you never know. And there might be some real opportunity to set up another appointment. So for example, when Dale was talking about the, uh, the land, okay, great. 15 acres. Why don't you give me an address or a parcel number or however I can identify that I'll do some research for you and let that let you know what it's worth. That would have been a great thing to say in that scenario, because you know, who knows, maybe this person, we can't split off this 20 acres, but maybe the person says, look, just list my land and help me find something else. Great. Let's do that. The further you can get in, the more value you can bring, the more likely you are going to be able to work with someone. So uh, definitely some missed opportunity here. And uh, I, I appreciate pointing that out. Yeah, I, that's um, because, yes, if I'm sure she's going to answer his call when he gets back to her because he does have information that she wants. What And she might, you know, spill the beans when he gives her that call back, whatever the answer is, even if it's you can't have what you want. Maybe you should go on, tell him everything about it, who she is, why she wants to do what she does and fall in love with the guy, right? But what might happen is she he calls back. He's got that little that little piece of transaction between us. And once she gets the information, it becomes harder for him to get the information from her. I agree. Um, I, I say I like to try to I like to try to maximize my opportunities uh, to be able to get the information just in case I can't get it later. Yeah, and you know, again, there might have been some other button he, that he could push if he'd done a little bit more discovery. Good, excellent. Okay, so I want to play this one. Hopefully, I got the right call. Wait, let's preview it. Hello. Hello, Stephanie. Baird and Warner on a recorded line. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I wanted to give you a call regarding your um, inquiry to take a tour on this property at, at you know Park Two Twenty. Yes, thank you. Street. When would you like to see it? Um, I mean, anytime is fine. Tomorrow is convenient, but. It 
So what we're listening for is I want you to hear how many times this lead shuts her down and won't give her info. It doesn't need to be that soon. We live um, in the neighborhood, so I'm not sure what you have available. We work kind of normal work hours, Monday through Friday, and we're occupied tomorrow through probably about 3 p.m., maybe, maybe through 4. Well, I guess that doesn't leave too much of tomorrow available, does it? <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not oh. sure what you have available, but. Okay, well, there's there might be some availability to see it in the evening after 4, yeah. something mm -hmm. that you're interested in. So I can yeah, that would put be that great. in as your availability. And great. if not uh, after work during the week, but after work during the week, like after 5, or what's a good time for you? Is it after um, 4? Yeah, after 5 would be great. Okay. So tomorrow after 4 or 5 and during the week. Sounds great. And are there other properties that you want to take a look at, Stephanie? Uh, not today. We're this one we are interested in, you know, primarily because it's, um, you know, something I was passing by and I noticed it. So there's one. Just that for now. It. Thank you. Not a problem. Now you said you live uh, down the street, so you live in Oak Park. Um. Yeah, I do. Okay, and uh, now are you interested in purchasing something um, in, in Oak Park as well, or are you open to surrounding areas? So I think for today, we're just interested in looking just at this property. Okay. Okay, not a problem. Um, do you have a time frame, ideally, when you would like to uh, move into a new house? Um, no, I think we just are interested in, in seeing this, this one if possible. Got it. Got it. Okay. I All right. Now we've just heard this three times, right? This lady has basically like dead ended her three times. If everybody can hear that. So I would say that when you, and this is a tough situation to be in. I know we run into these things occasionally with like a high S who doesn't want to give you information, right? She's super pleasant. She's like an amiable, almost like a people pleaser. But yep. she keeps dead ending this conversation because she doesn't want to give information away. Um, and so what I would say is if you're in that conversation and you get stopped like that twice, and it might be harder to recognize when they're this nice to you. Um, but if you catch it, you're like, oh, shit. The, my recommendation is in, before we got to that third one, when you get stopped twice like that and she kept dead ending, and this person is super nice and you suspect that you might have a high S who doesn't like to share information, share a personal story of yours. Oh, you know what? I live down the street from Oak Park or I live in the town next door. I moved here X amount of years ago. I really love it. You know, my family and I do X, Y, and Z on the weekends. Nothing about them. Just share something personal, right? Give them something is what I'm saying. Because these, you know, amiables and the high S's really tend to protect themselves, especially from salespeople, uh, because I, I don't know if they're afraid of being taken advantage of or whatever the story is. But I, I think that a piece of advice that I give to agents and ISAs is share something personal to help that, that sense of reciprocity where you make it safe and you make them feel as though they have to share something back. I love that. And then, you know, one of the other questions, you know, you, you've, you've talked about this a lot of times and, and uh, we, we probably talked about this for two or three weeks get into that present tense stuff too. So if you do want to keep asking questions, maybe you tell the story, you know, Hey, by the way, you know, I've heard great things about Oak Park. I don't know that much about it. What, what is it that you guys love about it? It feels like you want to, you know, potentially continue to live there. 
and, and maybe getting them talking something about that, or maybe, you know, out of curiosity, you said you lived in Oak Park. Do, do you rent or do you own? Those current tense questions sometimes make people feel like they're not giving away information that, that's going to hurt them for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah. I can go on to show what she does, which she starts to basically explain why she's asking these questions and making it okay. And then in my opinion, she kind of screws that up uh, and I'll point out to you why I think that. Okay, cool. I just like to ask those questions um, just to kind of see uh, if there's anything else that I can help you with in regards sure. to your home search. Um, um, so you guys live there now. Do you need to sell your home in order to purchase a different house? No. She made an explanation and she made another ask, right? But we haven't shared anything personal. So listen, listen to what happens. Or so are I you guess, guys? You know, I'd love to continue this conversation after, after we know a little bit more about that house. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. Let me tell you a little bit about what we do, uh, Stephanie. So I work for the new client care team here at Britain Warner. I actually Great. have uh, partner agents that work. Um, specific locations. So in this case, I would refer you to one of my local agent experts, who is one of my partners who work primarily in Oak Park and surrounding areas. And that's kind of why I was asking those questions, because I definitely want to give you somebody who is... So she's going into a lengthier explanation, and this is going to break it open. ...knowledgeable in the areas that you are looking to buy in. Um, obviously, sense. also why I was asking if you we, need to we yeah, we live, we, we rent in Oak Park and we're not like, we're not hunting, hunting right now at all, but because this is in our neighborhood. Okay. So you see when she just gave a lot of information in this case, gave to her, made her more comfortable. She breaks open and starts talking, but then this ISA screws it up and I'm going to show you how. We're interested in it. So it's so preliminary. That's why, that's why I don't. I don't want anyone to think that we're like on a mission to buy or on a mission to sell because we're not either, but we are interested in this particular property because of its location. Does that help a little bit? I, you know what? I totally understand. Stop asking me questions. I have a lot of, I have a lot of clients who are not even ready to buy. In a she's doing a great job right now, but now she's going to screw it up after this. A couple of years. Um so Brian, I want you to listen for, you'll pick up. If somebody tells you they're just like, they're not even decided that they're going to buy yet. They're super preliminary. They don't want to answer your questions because you're a salesperson, but you finally force them to. And they're renters. Listen for what you shouldn't do. But, you know, with the market and with what's going on right now in the market, if you happen to like this property, right, and your, you know, your family's like, oh, my gosh, we love this property. And it checks off everything that you're looking for. Um, are you looking to, how do you feel about moving forward? Okay. So I would not do that there, right? Me Way too quick, dude. She just said like, you just finally cracked the nut, right? You just finally, you stuck in there. She did a great job sticking in there, asking questions, breaking it down, explaining it. She finally broke this lady and the lady gave her the details. And then she immediately went on to tell her how competitive the market is and she would need to move quickly if she loved this house, right? Um, so I just, it's not that you can't deliver that information and it's not that it isn't the truth. It's just that it might be a little bit too soon in that conversation. Once you broke this person open, who's way up the funnel for you to introduce that concept is what I well, And I can tell you, I mean, the, to your point, she's an amiable, very nice. Like I would have run out of patience if I'm the, I'm this, this buyer three questions ago to just 
so people know. And I'm now I'm not a I'm not a high S, so that's that's a different part of that thing. But here's here's something that she didn't do, and maybe she does it eventually. But this is something that might have helped if she could have actually booked the appointment. Yeah, exactly. She didn't book an appointment. I mean, I don't know how many agents are on this ISA's team, but book an appointment. Great. We're going to set this up for five o'clock on Tuesday. Oh, great. I'm getting what I want. So the one that was another thing, this lady pushed, 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 and I never got what I want as the buyer. I mean, I don't even know if she set an appointment. I mean, I'm guessing by the end of the call, she eventually did. He but eventually did. Yeah. So it was like tentative at the beginning. There was no confirmation. I believe that she did set eventually did set it up with the agent. Yeah, sometimes you got to give the person what they want so they'll give you something. Law of reciprocity. This woman up to this point is giving her nothing. All she's done is ask, 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 ask. And then I and I say, that, why push that? Why talk about getting prequaled? Why talk about this person was completely standoffish? You cracked her three or four times. Set the appointment and let the agent, and then just put in the notes. Hey, unfortunately, buyer was pretty closed off. I think if this is the right property, that they may write an offer. But you're, I don't know what they're qualified. You know, we can write notes like that and let the agent know so they can do that discovery. Um, and so it doesn't always have to be. This is the problem with having an exact script of everything. Like I've got to get this. I got to get this question asked. And ISAs have a tendency to do that far more than agents because they don't have to deal with the consequences of it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. The other thing is uh, ISAs also do that because they don't uh, <clears throat> they don't want to get in trouble for like sending mm -hmm. somebody because believe me, agents are the first ones to bitch if you give oh, yeah. somebody that's not properly qualified in their opinion or you know it doesn't doesn't walk in with the bag of cash and buy the first house. Yeah. And so, you know, as agents, we need to be a little bit more understanding and forgiving of ISAs when we, when they do that, because at the end of the day, I'll take this lead. Like if I'm an agent, I will take this lead. I don't know if I'm going to sell them anything or not. I may show them the house. And they may go, we hate this house. It doesn't fit our needs. We're not going to buy anything until something great. I'm just going to nurture you now, you know, because again, I plan on being in business six, 12, 18, 24 months from now. It's, is it ideal that this person may not buy? No, but I'll, I'll take this client, wouldn't you? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so let's not piss them off before I get to. Right. Definitely. That's generally a good move if we don't piss them off. Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry-leading training program designed to give you the ninja-level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversionu to start today. Uh, so the other one that I have is a little bit too long for us to squeeze in here in three minutes. Um, if you either you have one or we can just pontificate because I let's don't know pontificate. Much, let's pontificate. Can come up with pontification for the next three minutes easily. Actually, how about we go to the crowd? So we have a nice crowd of viewers here. Hey, crowd of viewers, what kind of issues are you dealing with with either uh, objections or you know things that you're dealing with in your market that you're hearing frequently these days that that you need help with? Give Brian and Dale a topic to pontificate on. Alberto or Brady or Carlo. Chad Scott's on here. Chad Scott's a beast. Looking for a friend, son, and daughter. Nice. All right. So here's what I do in that case, Sue Brittnell. My advice, and then we'll go to Brian's, and hopefully I don't steal your answer, Brian, but I doubt it. 
typically what I do is when I'm running into somebody who is not the point person, if they say I'm looking for a friend, daughter, family member, whatever it is, I want to find out what their role is in doing this, right? Hey, are you just kind of poking around for fun or will you be purchasing it with them, right? So I'm going to go down the road of how close or far are you from the decision-making process? What do you do, Brian? I do the same thing. And then I'm eventually going to say, hey, it might be easier if you don't mind, if I just called that person directly, if you don't mind giving me their cell phone, I'll just give them a quick call also so I can introduce myself as well. Because at the end of the day, I've got to get the, the decision maker, but parents are by far a, a challenge um, because parents are the worst. Kids aren't as bad, but parents, my experience is, they always want to tell you why the house isn't perfect. They blow every deal a lot of times. So parents, you want, and here's the trick. You've got to, you know, my, my mother, my brother, my sister, you've got to, unfortunately, you got to sell them too. They got to love you just as much as the client is, or they will blow the deal behind your back. And so that's the big thing. I, it looks like we might have another one. Yeah, we do have a couple more, but first everybody, I want to give you my, give me the phone number script. Okay. So let's do that. Brian, Please. you're looking for your, 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 casually looking for your daughter, your daughter's the decision maker, and you're just okay. like sending her properties, right? Okay. Yep. Uh, Brian, that's awesome, man. Hey, listen, I we sell a ton of homes in this area. I'd really love to help your daughter, love to get her a deal in this area, which is really hard to do. But we spent a lot of time looking for off-market property, stuff you can't find on the internet that she probably can't find either. So here's what, I, if you could do me a favor, can you give her my contact information and get, ask her to give me a call? Yeah, sure. Okay, great. My number is XYZ ABC123. Okay, great. So if you can give her that number and ask her to give me a call, um, you know what? Do you have any idea when she'll be calling? No, I mean, sometime after work, but I mean, I don't know. Some, you know, she works after work. Okay, great. Well, here's what I'll do. You know, if she could give me a call, say Wednesday or Thursday, if I'm in a meeting or with a client, I'll step out to take a call just because it's really important that I connect with her. What number would she be calling from? Yeah, one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There so. we go. Okay. Now that works quite often, believe it or not. You it's sort of like a I sleight can, of hand. I, it's a complete sleight of hand. Because what again, and I think sometimes we miss this. We sometimes we have to give people a reason to do something. You gave this, you gave me in this scenario a reason to give you her contact information so that you made sure you didn't miss her phone call. You'd be willing to step out of a meeting if you knew it was Susie versus, you know. Yeah, I'll call her. So no, I love that, you know, and it, I think it works. And I, I bet you that script works 80% of the time. It works a lot. Yeah, I actually have recordings of it working too from clients that have used it. So it's really exciting to uh, to get the evidence of that working. Uh, yep. Let's see, uh, real quick, what do we got? Oh, it's 3.31. We'll try to do this fast. Uh, Brian, dealing with a potential client who is a great friend of mine, who is a great friend of mine. He has been looking and putting in offers with an agent for the past year. This agent is a lesser friend of the client. What's the question? I mean, so I'm trying to, I think, you know, are you trying to ask yeah, who this is? Nathan, are you trying to ask if you should steal the client? If you should, uh, what should you, what, what's the question, Nathan? I'm gonna assume it's like, how do I get their business? Here we go, how to get clients business. Okay, one important thing is, are you friends with the other agent, Nathan? No. Okay, great. Ask your friend how long he will give his agent, his or her agent, before uh, to not get the job done before he would he or she would consider someone else. Yeah. 
And if you don't I, like the answer, change it. Well, and, and here's the thing. I'd probably take one shot at this. I mean, because in essence, you're not really, it's a fine line to whether you're crossing a, a, an agreement or not. But, so you know, I might have a signed agreement. Yeah, it might look something like this. You know, Dale, it's been, you know, it feels like, you know, this isn't working out for you. If you want, I can show you what we do a little bit differently. And, you know, assuming that you don't have any agency agreement signed with them, I'll help you. You know, I, I'm here for you. I, I'd definitely be willing to work with you. You know, if you want to continue to work with that person, that's that's fine. I mean, it doesn't feel like that's working out. You know, you might want to give me a shot. I'd be happy to help. Great. Subtle. Let's see. What do we have? I like it. Catching people at the wrong time, driving or already at work. When do you guys think it's the best time in the day to make calls? At any time, Benny. Catch them. Here's what I say. Benny, if they are not already working with you or are not a warm referral to you or a past client to you, if they are a stranger who has not done business with you yet, you need to get at least two questions answered before you allow them to get off the phone with you. Actually, the first rule I would give you is they have to tell you they need to get off the phone at least twice, if not three times, before you let them go. And you have to at least get this one question answered confidently, which is, are you buying or selling real estate in the near future? Do not exit the call or conversation unless you get that answered. And then I'll, then I'll answer the last part, which you answered by any time, but I'll, I'll be a little bit more specific. Um, traditional best answer rates are eight to 10, four to six. That's the, that's the math. Four to six is actually better than eight to 10. And by saying that, I'm going to suggest you call from eight to 10. And here's why, <laughs> plain and simple, by four o'clock in the afternoon, if you're like me, the idea of sitting down and making two hours of phone calls every single day after I've already worked for 10 hours isn't appealing to me. So, and that's just my reality. But I would also say this, let's say I called somebody five times and they never answered the phone and I called them from eight to 10, I need to put them on my four to six list. So what, what I did when I did consistent lead generation is four days a week, I called from eight to 10. And one day a week, I called from four to six. Because for one day a week, I could tolerate knowing that I was going to be a little bit tired and I would prepare for it. And I would, you know, make that adjustment for myself. And, you know, for me, and, and I, Dale's probably the same way, life had a tendency in real estate to go like this. And by four o'clock, it was often chaos anyway. So, but you can set aside one day a week to say, hey, I'm going to try and call those people that I haven't been able to get a hold of. So that that's my answer to that question in a very short version. Excellent. Great. Hey, I think the Q&A thing is fun, don't you? It's a lot of fun. We should Q&A more often. Yeah, we should. We haven't done that before in like two years. You're welcome, Benny. Good to see you. Um, all right. So great seeing everybody. We'll, uh, uh, you know what? Here's the. Uh, we should give a plug for LCA Premium, I guess. We're, I guess. we're being promoted, everyone. We're being promoted <laughs> to LCA Premium. If you're not familiar with what premium is, basically you are getting superior content. You're getting amazing speakers. You're getting amazing presentations. You're getting amazing information, essentially a mini coaching program within LCA Premium. I don't know how much it costs, Brian, to you, or is that something they can just find I'm sure they're getting the emails or the posts here. And I'm sure they are. And if not, uh, put a post in regular LCA and someone will answer it. Got it. Uh, thank you, Chad. Appreciate it. Thanks, um, Chad. So if you guys want to be on live with us, you're going to need to be an LCA premium going forward. In order to be on live, I believe that the replays will get posted. But they will. you won't get to do live Q&A with me and Brian. And, uh, you know, you're just going to be a little bit behind. Somebody might spoil it for you. You know, like somebody telling you the outcome of your favorite football team. 
Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating. I, I DVR everything because I don't like to watch commercials. And someone, you, you go on, you go on Facebook, you say so and so won. You're like, oh. <laughs> All awesome. right. Good seeing everyone. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for tuning in for today's Cash Call replay. Want your call to be reviewed by Dale and Brian on a future episode of Cash Call? Click on the link in the show notes to submit your call. We can't wait to support you.